again to the Lucky Mojo Huda Rework Hour. Brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Studio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart of evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special guest, Ramona Scott of Ramona Speaks the Other Truth in Houston, Texas, on affirmation and prayer. Together, they will take your call and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Captain Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Cap? Hi, Evan. Nice to hear your Hello. happy voice. <laughs> also, likewise. Um, what is what is happening in the wonderful world of uh, East Coast Conjure? Ah, <laughs> well, um, at the moment, I am just busy with client work, um, working on a couple of cases at the moment, of course, keeping that under wraps, and uh, uh, just working on some site stuff, you know, um, trying to get a lot of stuff taken care of before this Mercury retrograde kicks in. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure you're looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I want but, um, to thank how, you for everything. I want to thank you for everything you're doing for me. Um, a lot yeah. of people don't know that, in addition to being our announcer here on the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, Evan is a wonderful reader, root worker, and astrologer in his own right, and he is in charge of my Instagram feed. And also rides herd on my Patreon uh, patrons. And I want to thank you for that. um, We've just broken uh, a new milestone in terms of um, Patreon, uh, I guess you could call them supporters, patrons. Um, It looks like the Patreon experiment is proving out to be a good one. Um, It's economically viable. Yeah, it's economically viable for me. And it is pushing me a little harder than I like to be pushed to, to write really fast. <laughs> so, But um, I'm one of these kind of wayward, Gemini rising, have to do it my own way, something new. I should have been writing a Patreon page this morning, like I always do, doing typesetting for my three upcoming books, right? One I'm writing myself, Down Home Sex Magic. One I'm co-writing with Dr. Jeremy Weiss, which is Terrors of the Evil I Exposed by Henri Gamache, who was really a woman named Anne Fleitman, which we are restoring and revising. And number three, how to use amulets, talismans, and charms, or was it amulets, charms, and talismans? That's right. In the Hoodoo and Conjure tradition, which I'm co-writing with Papa G, a.k.a. Gregory Lee White. So I should have been writing that, but no, I decided to delve much more deeply into the language of flowers which is part of 
a website I have not yet revealed to the public, and only my patrons can see these web pages as they are built. And that site is called yourweightandfate.com, and weight is spelled W-A-T-E. Yourweightandfate.com. All you can see, if you're the public, is just a top page saying, hey, coming in 2022. But as my patrons know, this thing is growing secretly in the dark like a mushroom. (laughs) And when it bursts forth in 2022, (laughs) I will be um, surprising a lot of people, and I'll be very, very grateful to the patrons who have supported me at the rate of $2 a week to write pages. Now, they know I've been writing these books and giving them previews of the books. So your weight and fate has kind of been bubbling under, but I promise the week after those books go to press, I've I've got a bunch of your weight and fate just and and the Mystic Tea Room, another site, um, ready for patrons. And I'm telling you, this language of flowers thing is going to be so good. You're going to love it. There's going to be art. There's going to be knowledge. There's going to be graphics. It's going to be real nice. And your weight and fate is about um, ways to. Um, tell the future, predict things, and um, have symbolism of things that are not common. In other words, it's not palmistry, it's not astrology, it's not card reading, it's not even tea leaf reading, it's everything else, your weight and Mm. fate. And um, so this one is um, floriography, which is the writing of flowers, floriolinguistics, the language of flowers, and floriomancy, divination by flowers. Okay, there you go. That was my uh, what I'm doing. And I just heard the lovely voice of my co-host, Conjure Man. Before I say hi, did you get that um, that the page I sent you? Uh, I didn't. I don't think. Uh, did you, Did you ever send me comments back? I have, no. I have not sent comments back. Uh, oh, I, I see what page you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. I did receive it. I have not responded back yet, but I have read it. I was wondering, I'm like, which page is she talking about exactly? Yeah, yeah. I I'm sorry. I was, I'm, I'm still in the books, books world. Yeah. Well, no, I have no, a couple no. of yes. more. I have a couple of more pages I'd like to run by you. If, yes, if send possible. them my way. Totally okay. This is way. what this is about, <laughs> folks. Is that I have a genuine, living expert on Arabic folkways, right here, <laughs> and um, and Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed delves very deeply into the world uh, cultural ideas about the evil eye, including Hindu and Islamic, Jewish, Christian, tribal African of various, like the Azande, and so forth. And so I get my help from the best, and Contraman is helping. All right. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know that you at least got the page. What's up with you? How are things going in your world? I'm always happy to look at pages. Things are going uh, quite well. I was a little bit busy today, so I was rushing to make it into the into the show, and I made it just as the music was starting. Um, it was, it's, it's been a good and busy day. Uh, it's been a writing day for me uh, as well, kind of focusing quite a bit on, on trying to finish up some, some last-minute writing. Um, it's, it's warm. It's starting to get very, very warm, and we're starting to really see that uh, the heat kind of settle in, which is uh, nice. 
Um, but mostly doing quite a bit of work. Like Evan, uh, you know, I mentioned this last week. It's been a that summer of love stuff. It started a lot earlier than expected, and a lot of clients are about love work. A lot of clients are about trying to find that person that they've been hoping to connect with. Um, but most of all, and kind of reconnecting as a result of the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. I met this person, pandemic happened, do we still have a chance? Uh, I met this person, and then we hit quarantine, and we haven't had a chance to see each other for a year or so. Uh, do, can, <laughs> yeah. Is there still hope between us? So it's a lot of kind of people trying to pick the pieces back up. Uh, I actually had a client earlier in the week say something really funny. She was mentioning how she's like, I'm finally vaxxed and I'm ready to get out there. <laughs> and, and it really is kind of the mood that, uh, you know, people have. It's like, look, we've kind of put our lives on pause for a whole year. And some people, not everybody, are starting to say, okay, life needs to pick back up. Um, and they're ready to, to sort of, pick up where they left off and for most of my clients that's hey I found someone can we try it again um, and so that's been most of the work that I'm doing not necessarily reconciliation work but what I call just reconnecting work people who nothing went wrong it was just the wrong time and we need to reconnect these people back again so I've been doing a lot and a lot of that work and it's kind mm-hmm. of rewarding because you're starting to see life kindle back, you know, kind of spark back to life. And that's always very beautiful to see. So lots and lots of reconnecting love work. The post-COVID era has started, sort of, or the post-COVID love era, I should say, has started. Oh, that's that's good. And it sounds like you've picked up the clients that I had to lay to one side while I started work on these books. Because Probably, the last yeah. time I reported that I was doing readings, and um, and what it was was, uh, yeah, my lover is in a nation I cannot travel to because of COVID, and um, I'm I'm glad to hear it's it's opening mm-hmm. up for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And of course, they got to go find somebody, and you're one of the best readers. Everybody um, who needs a reading, you can find. Um, not me. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm on hold right now. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'm not gone. I am reading on Saturdays only on Hoodoo Psychics. You can find me there. Look for the picture of the flower in my uh, Facebook feed. When you see the flower, I'm online. But Conjure Man and Evan are both members of AIR, and they are both reading all the time through AIR. And Evan is also one of the people who's pretty regular on Hoodoo Psychics. Plus, there's a whole lot of other people that you would like on AIR and Hoodoo Psychics. So just a little plug for them while I'm gone. And um, don't be sad. Uh, you can either call me at Hoodoo Psychics on Saturday or you can wait till I come back in September after we have the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which is September 11th through 12th. And we'll feature 10 fabulous workshops and we'll talk more about that later. And tickets are on sale. But tickets are on sale. Buy your ticket now if you want the goodie box, guaranteed to get the goodie box. You get the early bird special price. You get the goodie box. That price will not last forever. We will run out of goodie boxes. So buy now. All right. Whew. That was it for all the announcements. Today, 
we have a wonderful guest. Never been on our show before, but I've been on her show. And I've been uh, promoting it through my Facebook feed whenever I've been on her show. And this is Ramona Scott of Ramona Speaks the Other Truth. And if you are not a subscriber to her radio show, I recommend it really highly. Ramona is um, one of those people who has lived an interesting life, to put it mildly, knows a whole lot, and has some really valuable opinions. So welcome to the show, Ramona Scott. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, For those of you who don't know who I am. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a country rural dweller now, transported from the city of Oakland, San Francisco Bay Area, and have been living here in hot and humid Texas for about the last 20 years. And I live on a Mm. seven-acre plot of land with two horses and 30 girls and three house cats and a dog named Doggy. I'm a poet, (laughs) of which you can read my work on allpoetry.com under my pseudonym, Sadihara. And it is here that I enjoy playing my Yamaha keyboards along with my favorite Santana albums. And I was a reader for a couple of years off and on on Live Person under the reader name Mayan 2012. But I was starting to get burnt out mainly because I was not in it for the money but to help heal wounded spirits. Um, mm-hmm. When I was a child of three, I had encountered an encounter with an angel and a personal relationship for reasons I won't go into with my God. And why so young, you say? Because my grandfather was a holiness preacher, a true man of God, and he taught me to read at the age, at that age, using the old D and Thou Bible and help him with his sermons. And I spent my teens and early adulthood studying any and everything I could regarding divination, psychic abilities, magic, etc. But it seems that my religious upbringing always added confusion to it. So -hmm. then I started researching magical uses that included scripture. And my goal was to become a warrior of God and an exorcist. So I started to study Catholicism. Yet, I found none of the Christian faiths seemed to coincide with my psychic development, and I veered away, trying to figure out these gifts on my own and where they came from. And during all of this, um, I traveled halfway around the world. I always knew that I was never alone, that God, meaning in my place, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, was always there and letting me know in various ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a churchgoer, but I am a warrior of God, and I try to share my knowledge of God's existence through my life experiences. I haven't done readings for a while, but uh, today I have agreed to um, at the end, I guess. And um, I'm glad to be here, Kat. I've uh, been following you for years, and I wish that I had a teacher you know, early on in my life um, to help guide me. Um, so well, if I... I don't, I don't think I could have guided you. You and I are close, close to one another in age. Um, and we grew up in such similar circumstances 
I mm. believe we must have met when we were younger. I mean, we were walking the same streets. Oh, yeah. I think I, I keep trying to think back. And I yeah, me too. believe it was in Berkeley. Yes. Um, on Ash, Ashby, there was some something going. Remember there was a, they had started a spiritual psychic uh, school or um, organization there in Berkeley. Uh, yes. In the 70s. And yes. um, they would have often um, guest speakers and stuff like that. This little place off of Ashby. And yes. I do believe I met, it was a Yoruba priestess that was speaking that day, and I wandered in, and I was about 18 at that time. And I swear you might have been there. I, that's very likely, and I do. I mean, I do remember that place. I do remember those lecturers. Um, the other place uh, we may have just met um, uh, socially, and also, or possibly at a candle shop or something of that nature. If you were yes. going to those at that time, I, I, I. It's just like when I first saw your name, I went, but I know her, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. was like you know, ding, 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 way back. So. Yeah, um, yeah, we we will, you know, we may never nail it down, but I know we've met and in like <laughs> long ago, long ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. but uh, but it's we we met again uh, somehow through the internet. So I don't think I could ever have taught you anything because I was too busy learning around the same time. But it's just <laughs> such a pleasure to have you here. And yeah. um, and uh, uh folks, also uh, I got to say something about you that you didn't say. Um, Ramona knows an awful lot about holistic health and healing, and um, especially wow. um, with herb, herbal knowledge. And so that puts her also kind of in the same corner as me. You know, there's the magic herbs, there's the medical herbs, and they relate. And there is the um, the magic with other things and the spirituality with other things. They all kind of, re- you know, they're like little portions of this sort of polygon of knowledge that she and I share. So um, you can also ask Ramona about uh, herbal healing and for pets, too. We've talked about that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, so welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's just so good to have you here. And this will not be the only time you will be here Trust me, <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you back into reading real fast. <laughs> so, well, our our topic today is um, affirmation and prayer, and I'm going to just do a little mm-hmm. intro like I always do. So, um, affirmation is a form of prayer. Um, prayer is a petition, um, either to or with the intercession of. A spiritual being. In other words, either you're praying to God or to uh, an angel or to a, a holy saint or to your grandmother or whatever it would be, and or you are asking for the intercession of that angel, grandmother, holy saint in approaching the divine however you conceive the divine. That is what prayer is. Um, prayer is more than a wish because it has a spiritual component. Um, But a wish can be a prayer um, if you kind of phrase it in prayerful terms. The um, 
affirmation is a type of prayer. And it first became popular under that name in the 19th century in the New Thought Movement. Um, It was called affirmative prayer. And an affirmative prayer is a prayer in which you affirm that you deserve, have access to, and will receive the blessings that you ask for. It is um, not a command to the divine to do what you say or else, because one doesn't talk that way to the divine. It's kind of dumb to try that. But an affirmative prayer is to receive the blessings due you. So in new thought, you might say, you know, I affirm health. And that would be your prayer. But you might go into it in more depth. And so what we're going to talk about today is affirmations and prayer and their relationship. So that's the intro. Take it away, Ramona. Let's hear what you have to say. Okay. Um, I, everything you said, I totally agree with. And I wanted to add that if if you do a prayer... I do it in a soft tone, and mm-hmm. the softer the tone, so much the better, mm-hmm. um, because it's easier on the ears. And also, mm-hmm. too, leave out um, the covetedness, the envy, the greed, the jealousy, the ill will, not wishing harm upon another, nor wishing them bad things, um, and using it in conjunction with the honor of the person that you are sending that prayer to. And I find that if you do that, it they work better um, mm-hmm. because you're lifting the person that is receiving this prayer up and um, giving them the honor. And in turn, that person is granting you that wish. This is what I've found. Um, And don't be, um, Mm. you know, sometimes I've caught myself begging, pleading, you know, like in a situation Mm -hmm. where someone's life is is on the line. And you have Mm -hmm. to really calm yourself down Mm -hmm. um, to really think about it. And also I find that being concise in that prayer and what you are praying for, knowing the reason why you are, um, is important also. That is uh, that is really something, mm-hmm. you've hit on some very important things here. A prayer, even an affirmative prayer, is not a command. Um, and the people get them twisted quite often. I demand health is very Mm -hmm. different than I affirm health. And it's also different than, um, you know, dear St. Agnes, I come to you with a humble heart Mm -hmm. and beg a favor on behalf of my friend so-and-so who has been diagnosed with breast cancer. St. Agnes, please comfort her, ease her, Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. her doctors to treat her help to cure her, and I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Very different. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so a, a prayer is usually spoken from a place of compassion. 
Mm-hmm. And a command is usually spoken from a place of will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well said. Very well said. Yeah. 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 I'd say in in conjure there are, we kind of work with three prayers. We never, as you rightly point out, and as Ramona rightly points out, uh, we don't command the Creator. We don't command the Lord. Um, but there are three types of prayer, uh, and affirmation fits into it. The first is the prayer of there are others, but the three big one is the prayer of pity, right? Which is Lord, take pity on us. Is a, is a mm-hmm. big one. This comes out of the biblical tradition, right? This is the mm-hmm. Israelites in exile. Lord, mm-hmm. we weep by the rivers of Zion. This type of mm-hmm. prayer. Very powerful when we need protection, when we need succor, when we need the Lord to end, and very deeply linked also to the Central African and West African tradition of prayer, of literally putting peppers in your mouth in order for the gods to take pity on you, right? In order for the mm-hmm. Lord to take pity on you. Then there's the prayers of righteousness when we're angry or when we need to bring down the wrath of the Lord. We speak and yeah. pray out of righteousness, right? Lord, the right. wicked must be punished. But what we're yeah. talking about is affirmative prayer, which is a different kind of, a completely different branch from these other two forms of prayer, but also probably one of the most common forms. And this is one, accepting what, you've all, what you want as already yours. You take the yeah. position of this, that God has already granted this thing. This is where, when people talk about the law of attraction, and like people have been praying this way for centuries. <laughs> they yeah. know this, this secret, this yeah. mystery, this is, is not as secret or as mystery as you think it is. <laughs> go read the Bible. <laughs> people have been doing it. For, go, go step into a Southern Baptist church. People have been doing this since they've been praying. There's no, there's no mystery here. They already know this, that you, are, you accept what you want. God has already granted to you. And part of that is to affirm God's power. Lord, right. I know your power here. Lord, I know you can do this thing. Lord, I know you can fix this thing. I know it is already granted. It's already on its way. And so this is a very uplifting form of prayer. But it is also, in my opinion, the one that people struggle with the most. I think people who don't come out of a religious background, people who didn't attend church or synagogue or or whatnot, they're not familiar with this form of prayer. It's like this prayer that accepts God's complete will and dominion over all of creation and life and destiny. Yeah. And you completely surrender and accept God has already done this thing for me. It's very affirmative and it's very uplifting. And so they kind of struggle with what I think is they sit in this sort of prayer of pity more than anything else. And I, I pray to God and I beg for God. And I beg, oh, but this is, you're asking for love. This is, an, you need an affirmative prayer here, not a prayer of pity. Your heart needs to be full, accepting that God has already granted this thing for you. And so it, it is a bit tricky. And so I teach clients that you start off when you do this prayer by first affirming God's power. Lord, you are the greatest. Lord, you are most powerful. You who can grant everything, who gives us mercy, who gives us abundance, who puts the food on our table, who helps us wake up in the morning. And this comes out of that Southern Baptist tradition. You begin first by giving gratitude and thanks for everything that God has given you, your health, your family, your ability that you woke up that morning, and then you lead from that place of gratitude into the ask, phrasing it as an already happened thing. And Lord, I thank you for helping me pass that exam today. 
which you're going to take in two hours. Yes. (laughs) And Lord, I thank you for bringing Johnny home safe from the war. Right? Mm -hmm. It'll happen. Yeah. So you start with gratitude and lead up to the petition. Yeah. Yeah. And also thankfulness, too. Also thank him. Start out thanking him for Mm -hmm. your life, your trials, your tribulations, helping you get through them. So therefore I know this is easy for you to grant because you are all powerful. You have worked in my life and I thank you for this. You know that is, and that is what I was taught in the in the Baptist church was the deacon's prayer. Lord, mm-hmm. you didn't have to wake me up this morning but you did. You know, wow. Lord I Lord I thank you for allowing me to have this beautiful Sunday that I could come to church. Lord, I thank you for being among the congregation. And now, Lord, (laughs) I'd like to have a Mm -hmm. few words with you about what our needs are. But that always starts with that thank you. A countryman said something really important here, that affirmative prayer is the one kind of prayer that non-churched people struggle with the most. They either confuse it with the prayer of pity, Lord, help me, help me, help me, or with the magic command of will, I demand Mm-hmm. that this be done. And it affirmative prayer is neither one of those. And yeah. um one of the things about hoodoo and conjure is as we always say, it is not a religion. There is no hoodoo priest, there is no hoodoo conjure pastor. There are no um hierarchies in hoodoo. It's folk lore and folk magic. But it follows along with African-American culture. And the majority of African-American people who declare a religion declare it as Christianity. That doesn't mean they're all mm-hmm. Christian. They may, be, mm-hmm. they may be Islamic, they may be even Jewish, they may be uh, African diasporic, Yoruban or Pala or whatever, you know, uh, voodoo, Haitian voodoo, a descendancy they have chosen, even Kemetic Egyptian. But Mm -hmm. the majority of African-American culture is Christian. And so when we speak of prayers in a hoodoo context, we're usually speaking of a Christian context. And Mm -hmm. since, again, of those Christians, most are Protestant. There are Catholics, but most are Protestant. And of those Protestants, most are Baptists, although there are holiness, sanctified, and other uh, types of denominations. And the Baptists have a tendency <clears throat> to emphasize the Old Testament over the New yeah. Testament. And therefore, the Psalms and the prayers of David and Solomon are very important as patterns of prayer in the Hoodoo tradition. That's just history. I'm not telling you you mm-hmm. have to go look it up and follow it. I'm just saying that is the history as I know it and understand it. So you will never go wrong if you pray a psalm because that is traditional in conjured uh, work. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How does one get to the mental state of believing, not thinking, mm-hmm. but believing that their prayer is already answered. That seems to be the difficult mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I have a word to say about that. I I'm not. I'm maybe not as faithful as I could be as an as a member of a new thought slash spiritualist church. <laughs> I have trouble with believing a hundred percent. So I kind of think it conditional in a way. I say. Oh, I always start with, you know, thank you, Lord, you know, and then I say, um, I come before you and I tell what, you know, with a humble heart and head bowed low, and this is what I'm asking. And then I say, I know it is within your power. I know you want me as a child of God to receive this blessing. I can't quite claim it. I'm saying I know you want me to have it. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Um, and yeah. I, I'm not one of those people who say, "I." This is an example. One of my one of my clients said they wanted to get into um, a certain corporation. I have been hired at AT and T. That's what their their petition prayer was on a candle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of okay. That's their that's a pretty bold affirmation. But they've left out God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It became more like a command of will. Um, and they and I said to them, "Are you sure you just want to say that? Why don't Why don't you think of saying something with with the Lord in it?" Well, all right, dear Lord, thank you for ha- having me hired at AT and T. All right, but I I'm a little bit more tentative, and I would mm-hmm. say something like, "Dear Lord, I receive all the gifts you give." And Lord, mm-hmm. if it is Thy holy will, but you see, I was so raised Baptist, even though I'm Jewish. <laughs> if mm-hmm. it is Thy holy will, I receive the job at AT and T with humble gratitude, in the name mm-hmm. of Your beloved Son Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's how I was taught to do it. Well, that's part, that's the part of the faith that's that's crucial, right? That if you truly have faith, and whatever happened is meant to happen. So that element of, of, like, if it's meant to be is also part of the, the faith. It doesn't, faith doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to come to that place of, like, this thing is mine and it's 100% going to be mine. <laughs> it can totally mm-hmm. be. I place this, but the act of faith itself is saying, I place this in the hand of the Lord and the Lord will answer. And sometimes mm-hmm. the answer is no. And you have to be able to accept that the answer is no because the accepting of the answer of no is also part of the faith. And so I tell clients that. I say, you hand it in over, to, over to God, and then you allow whatever the answer to be to be God's answer. And that mm-hmm. is part of it, is accepting that, is accepting that portion of it. But if people are really insistent, like, I really want to be able to believe and believe it, I tell clients, don't stop praying. Keep praying until exactly. you feel something shift in your heart. You're fit, and you, so you're going to repeat your prayer. You said it once, mm-hmm. repeat it again. Keep saying it. Don't stand at an altar for 30 seconds and think that, think that you've moved a mountain, <laughs> right? You're, exactly. If you're standing in front of that candle, keep praying until you feel your heart shift. You feel, and you will. And I tell people that you actually, there'll be a moment where things will be different. And that's when you know, ah, it's happened. I'm there. God has answered. And there's, it's in the heart. It's not an objective thing. It's entirely subjective. So keep praying. To a certain extent, let your words move you. Move you and move your heart until faith settles in, even a little bit. And that's where, where you know that you, you've connected. And I that's just where... Call out a firm, it, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Oh, I was going to say that... In the chat, 
Log, uh, Cousin Joshua gave his version of such a prayer, and it's it's beautiful enough. I want to quote it. Lord, just as you created and ordered the universe, I know that you have ordered my steps. Mm, that's that's a, that yes. is a beautiful way to to remove the covetousness and greed from that prayer. Yes, yes, to stay humble. And also, mm-hmm. too, that's where affirmation, your daily affirmation, come mm-hmm. in. Because mm-hmm. people daily, daily affirming of your connection mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the higher consciousness, with God, changes right. you completely. So that mm-hmm. if part of your daily affirmation is, I am a child of God, he fulfills my needs, I am accepted mm-hmm. by him, et cetera, et cetera, you, believe, you come to believe it because you see the change in you each day. And that helps build, I believe, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. faith in mm-hmm. yeah. asking and prayer and, and, and life itself, um, whatever you may encounter, that helps make you strong. And, mm-hmm. and, and it should be a daily, a daily thing, like brushing your mm-hmm. teeth, uh, washing mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. 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 That's, that's absolutely, absolutely true. I mean, I think we think of prayer a lot as, you know, it just sort of happens when we need it, especially, I think, in the contemporary modern moment. Oh, we pray when we need it. But in actuality, most ancient societies and most societies around the world think of prayer as a discipline, as a spiritual discipline that happens regularly, right? Jewish prayer is not just something that you do randomly. Jewish prayer is done regularly. Christian prayer, too, for the longest time. I think we, we often just think of, oh, we just sort of pray when we need it. No, no, pray daily. Pray as often as you can to build that connection. And this is where you, you really point out that affirmation plays such an important role, Ramona, is that it helps us reconnect, especially for those that don't come from a religious background, who don't have a connection to spirit, who's very new to this type of work. Don't just pray when you need. Keep praying. Pray daily. Mm-hmm. Affirm daily. Speak it into existence. And that will help to build your connection to your creator, to build your connection to the Lord, and also affirm the prayers that you've put out there. Whatever you've asked for, affirm it the next day and the day after. And keep that momentum going. Keep that connection going so that prayer becomes um, not necessarily a ritual, but it becomes a spiritual discipline in your life that you do daily and build that connection. Mm-hmm. I want to give yep. a little shout-out to Onyx Rose in the chat. Um, she said, it doesn't have to be 100% faith. If you can get it over 50%, that's good. <laughs> and she also said, you start feeling the flow of dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, and all those other feel-good brain chemicals. Thanks for that, Onyx Rose. That was wise words, and she's a a wise person. (laughs) But I have have another thing um, to say here about this, which is praying. um, What I was taught is called piggybacking your prayers on someone else's prayer. So um, if somebody says, you know, someone in church says their prayer out loud, you know how everyone joins in and says, Amen? 
Mm-hmm. They're not they're not really praying for themselves. They're praying for that other person. People form yes. prayer chains. It, 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 people yes. carry yeah. uh, yes. carry after the service and pray. Um, and um, there are groups like the Crystal Silence League, which is online, crystalsilenceleague.org. And we will pray for other people. In other words, if you enter your mm-hmm. prayer there, it's, you can do it anonymously with a pseudonym. Whatever it is you're praying for, people will click on it. They'll say amen for you. And that's just adding, you know, to the prayer chain. There yeah. are, uh, there is power where uh, two or three are gathered together, as it is said. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I believe very strongly in praying for others, a prayer network. So the Crystal oh, yeah. Silence League um, was founded by a man named Claude Alexander Conlon back around 1919, and it's, we have brought it into the Internet age, and it is um, going very well, and a lot of people praying there. So that's another thing you can think of as adding to your prayer and adding to the prayer of others. It costs you nothing if you see somebody else's prayer. But you can also add your prayer to it in a more personal way. When someone says, um, Lord, help me to find a job, and you need a job, and you see their prayer and let's say, I'm just going to say their name is Madeline X. And Madeline X has prayed at the Crystal Silence League, Lord, help me to find a job. And I and I would then say in my heart, Lord, help Madeline X to find a job and help all others to find a job who need one. And Lord, help me to keep my job. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So you've piggybacked two things on. You've piggybacked other people. And you've also piggybacked your own needs onto it. Now, people ask, isn't that asking an awful lot of God? You just ask three prayers in one. Well, as I was told in my Jewish family, God has a pretty big lap. <laughs> there's, there's room on God's lap for everybody. <laughs> so don't worry about how many prayers you piggyback together. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, piggybacking prayers is, is really important. I think you rightly pointed out to praying for others. I think we often think of affirmative mm-hmm. prayers as very self-directed, um, and it is. It's all right. You're right. You can pray for things that you want and things in your life, but prayer shouldn't always just be about you. Prayer should be about praying for other people, and this comes out of the a very important tradition that understands that the more you pray blessings on others, the more you the more are you. blessed yourselves. So it is right. important to remember that, to share those blessings, to spread them out, to not think of blessings as gold that you hoard, right? Things that you just keep to yourself. Know that you spread out. The more open I have found you are in your prayers, the more generous that you are in your prayers, the more that you spread the blessings, the more grateful that you are in your prayers, the more your prayers will be answered. That has been my experience, is that the more you yeah. pray for others, the more good will come into your life. The more you show gratitude for what you do have, the more good will be showered into your life. So those are the kind of two principles I always tell people. Spread the blessings and be grateful for what you have. If you can do those two things, then you will find that more and more of your prayers will be answered in the affirmative. Um, so you can start out your prayers with just blessings in your family, your friends, the people around you. Oh, Lord, my neighbor is suffering. Help them through this difficult time. That is a really great way to start prayers before you start asking, hey, Lord, I need that raise. 
<laughs> right? Spread the blessing. Mm-hmm. Spread, spread it. Like, look, there, the people are suffering. Um, and it is also quite common that we talked about, for example, how you, you pray by starting with gratitude um, or, or thanking the Lord is a very common approach in, in Southern Baptist traditions. Uh, the other is the recognition of suffering around the world. So you pray, oh, Lord, pray for the people of so and We pray for the people of so-and-so city. Or we pray for the people who are suffering for the hurricane. Oh, you start there before you work mm-hmm. into the personal. You start at the big, at the sort of world level, before you come into the personal. So that's another way to spread the blessings, to bless the people of the world, the people of your neighborhood, the people in your family, your kin, etc. So uh, in the chat, uh, Nagashiva I think it was Nagashiva asked, are you praying with Jesus as intercessor? And I said, well, I was taught that way in the Baptist and spiritual church tradition in Oakland. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, for me, um, I was, as being raised Reformed Jewish, that would not have been the way that prayer would have done. You know, um, you just ask God directly. But I learned that way, and I just had formed a relationship with Jesus as a um, a good Jew. I mean, he's just a nice guy, you know. But in the Jewish tradition, especially in the Sephardic Jewish tradition, um, Elijah would be um, the intercessor. And we had a radio show about that just a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, I'm not sure when. It was called Jewish Intercessors. And so Elijah is a, and Joseph, there's a few others that are used as intercessors. But Jesus, I guess I'm just a little bit uh, different. I consider Jesus to be a Jewish intercessor, so I'm cool with Jesus, you know, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, but I also know that um, a lot of my Catholic friends, they get much more specific. If they are praying uh, for the good of the family, they'll say, um, in the name of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, in the name of the Holy Family, mm-hmm. amen. If they are um, praying for a particular uh, well, I say for mental health, in the name of St. Dymphna, amen, because she's the saint that deals with mental health issues. So they will be much much more narrowed down, whereas the Protestants, it's pretty much uh, God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. And, um, and among the um, Germanic Protestants, it would be the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. And, or the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, however they translate that word. And that is a very Lutheran way. So those are all different methods. And, um, oh, and uh, thanks for, um, it was on April 18th, 2021, that we did the Jewish Intercessors show. Yeah, I found, um, I usually um, use, because I feel in the Christian churches, uh, the Holy Spirit is oft forgot. Mm-hmm. And yet, when Jesus left, he told his disciples, I leave with you in my steed the Holy Spirit as your advocate, intercessor, healer, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so, um, to honor the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, I predominantly use her and then in the end I'll say in Jesus name because through him all things are possible you know right. and through him um, he says is your 
entryway to the Father, etc. That that yes. is just the way I do it, um, and it it works mm-hmm. for me. It works, yeah, it works for me. Doctor Sweets in the chat said, in uh, one spiritual church that Doctor Sweets attended. They had a prayer altar just inside the main entrance where one could place petition paper prayers under a white tea light or under one large oil lamp to piggyback on the other prayer requests. You don't see those altars anymore. Well, actually, I have seen them, um, and there are different ways that they were done. One of the ways that I remember being done in some spiritual churches was that the uh, petitions were all written on paper, brought up into a um, and placed you know, like an altar call in a brass bowl. And the uh, pastor then held that bowl and prayed for all those prayers that were in that bowl and at mm-hmm. once. And um, with or without setting them on fire, which I thought was kind of cool because, you know, set them on fire, wow. <laughs> and, you know, and the, the flame rose up, the smoke rose up, and it, it all ascended to heaven. That was pretty dramatic, but sometimes they were just, that was the end, they were just left on the altar. So there are different ways it was done. And um, another way, which was uh, practiced um, at uh, Mount Zion Spiritual Temple in Oakland, was that you would have a little strip of paper and you would write your prayer around it, around it, make a little band around a small altar light. You'd put that altar light, come up to the altar, bring that altar light up, pray with the pastor, and then put it down into the sand or salt in the pan. And then all of those would be lit. And there would be this whole big tray full of all these little altar lights. These were small, four-inch, well, actually, they were more like a Hanukkah candle, little little candle. And then they would all be prayed for. And the little papers would be down inside the salt or sand. So no one could read anybody else's prayer. It was all very, you know, private. And they were turned with the prayer inside. And um, that's how they were done. And so, uh, yeah, there's there's forms, what I call community uh, mm-hmm. prayer altars is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Kat, have you been Jewish faith early on? Have you ever used the seven seals, any of the seven seals of Moses for prayer or intercession? Oh, oh yes. There are many seals. There's more than seven. Yes, I've, I've used the seals of Moses. In fact, I'm going to tell you something interesting Ramona there. When I was young, I used to send off for mojo bags. You know, I want to learn how to make them, and so I'd send off for them from, you know, you'd, you'd like in magazines, there'd be an ad, you know, send for a mojo bag, right? And I sent uh-huh. for mojo bags, and I was very surprised to find that many of them came with a folded up seal of Moses in the mojo oh bag. Oh, my God. Being, yeah, yeah. And being Jewish, I'm like, kind of like, what? Because they were coming from black um, mojo hand makers. Right. Wow. And then I found, yeah, yeah. No, it was. It, I'm telling you the truth. I still have a few of them left over from long ago. They're they're slightly decaying, but I still have them. And um, and so that was a surprise to me. But um, mm-hmm. I also found in Oakland uh, a guy who did that too. He would buy those sheets of the seals of Moses and chop them up. You know, put one or two of them mm-hmm. in the mojo bag. So yeah, that's that's one of those interesting things. They were sold by a company called L.W. DeLawrence in Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. California. And when Reverend Harry Hyatt collected hoodoo uh, spells from 1,605 African-American informants between 1936 and 1970, many of the professional 
uh, root workers said, oh, yeah, you get those fields of Moses from L.W. Dolores in Chicago. So that yep. was known even back then in the 30s. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, yeah, I, I use it occasionally, you know, and um, I don't have the seals I have to print out from a picture and mm-hmm. use that as a, um, the seal when I pray. But, yeah, and I find those are very powerful. Those are the, those are one of the main things that helped me um, by bringing in scripture or people from the Bible to help me along my path. Wow. Yes, yes. And there was a book written by Zora Neale Hurston. And for those who are new to the show or new to the world, young people, Zora Neale Hurston is a um, famous African-American folklorist and novelist. Look her up, Zora Neale Hurston. And she wrote a book called Moses, Man of the Mountain about the role of Moses as a hoodoo worker. And another book was then written um, called The The Mysteries of the Long Lost Eighth, Ninth, and Tenth Books of Moses. And in that book, uh, Moses was called the great voodoo man of the Bible. But by voodoo, they meant hoodoo. And so the power of Moses um, to uh, perform magic is well known. He he had the rod and held it up. And I mean, you could, you know, part of the Red Sea and all that. So Moses comes across as a magician as well as a lawgiver and as a prayerful person. And in the Bible, if you read it closely with an open mind, you'll see that Moses was uh, an African Jew and um, dark-skinned. And so yeah. there, there's a, a tendency on the part of African Americans to accept the seals of Moses pretty straight up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I I like the prayers of King David as well, the mm-hmm. Psalms. Right. Yes. And yes. David David made a lot of what I would call affirmative prayers. You know, yes. yeah. the what the kind that in the King James Bible have a lot of thou addressed to God. And addressing God as thou is pretty familiar, you know. Um, you know, thou you know, thou protectest me, and so forth. You know, those kind of prayers from David, if you read them as, you know, with an open mind, you will see they are affirmative prayers. Yep. Yep. In fact, most of my childhood used to be writing, I guess, affirmation, poems, Mm -hmm. poetry, and they were all for God. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell people that if they if they're struggling with affirmative prayer, or they're struggling with prayer. Turn to the Psalms. If you don't know the words, yeah. what they say, then l- learn to recite the Psalms. Um, and writing the Psalms down is another way of doing it. You can write the Psalms down on a piece of paper. If you're using the seal of one of the seals of Moses or the seals of Solomon, write Psalms on the back of it. Write your affirmative prayers on the back of that. So turning to the turning to Scripture for inspiration is a good way to get started. 
in prayer, if you have difficulties, particularly like how do I ask God about this thing or how do I pray, turn to the scripture and find relevant verses and recite from those relevant verses. Learn prayer from those who have prayed before you uh, and who have recorded their prayers. And the Psalms are a prime example of this. Find the psalm that resonates with your situation. Find the psalms that uh, call out to what you're experiencing and pray that psalm. And that's one way to get started in prayer and in affirmative prayer. Exactly. Look for the psalms that are written in the present tense. And they are not thanksgivings for past events. They are affirmations. And Shiva also mentions in the chat, read Hoodoo Bible Magic by Miss Michael and Professor Porterfield. It's a very good book, $9 book. It has a list of the psalms and what they are uh, employed for and what kind of prayer they're employed. And there's a whole lot in that book, Hoodoo Bible Magic. Yes. You know, and some examples. Uh, for instance, um, if you're having problems in your marriage, Psalms 45, 46. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you have deep-seated emotions of envy, jealousy, or hatred and spite, is a psalm. For defense mm-hmm. against enemies, Psalm 3, 59, and 70. Illness mm-hmm. and bad health, Psalms 23, 35, and 38. For mm-hmm. thanksgiving or recovery from illness, Psalms 30, to bring mm-hmm. peace or blessings to the home, Psalms 1 and 128. I mean, mm-hmm. and it goes on, but, I mean, they are there. And if you're getting into meditation or um, prayer, just record them and play them back if you can't find an, uh, a recording already and just listen to them and let them permeate it into it. Mm-hmm. it it's just, it's, Wow, it's just awesome, truly. Yeah. Um, uh, Shiva also posted the um, URL for the readersandrootworkers.org category, the Book of Psalms. So um, we have at uh, readersandrootworkers.org, which is AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, a whole category with all 150 psalms, each one printed out. You can print them right off the page in the King James version, and it also tells what they are used for by um, people who wish to learn how to pray the psalms. There's a there's a little index to them, and you can go to each one. So check that out. All right, here comes our music, and um, I want to thank you, Ramona. This is a really good topic. We've opened very a good. lot of people's minds. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and um, we're going to... Um, move on to the next section uh, where we're going to do a reading. Absolutely. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjure Man, and this week's special guest, Ramona Scott. We'll be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo Practitioner. We have a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, 
a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceweek.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to our client. And our client is uh, Aurora calling from area code 817. Aurora, are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent. Thank you so much for giving us a call today. And I read your synopsis a little bit earlier, so I know that you had a reading with Deacon Millet, but have you had a reading with either Miss Cat, Conjurman, or our guest today? Uh, when I was on the show in May of 19, I think Miss Cat was not there that day. Um, but then, yeah, uh, then I think it was like in July of 17, with, and Miss Cat was okay. there. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much for clarifying. Um, now, I've gone, I've gone ahead and truncated your synopsis just to make it a little bit easier to read. So I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. Um, Aurora writes, I was framed for, for a crime by a police detective in another country that helped a rapist get a civil judgment against me, made it so that I can't ever speak to a therapist or pursue rape charges. Every time concrete evidence appears, revealing the detective's lies, the prosecutor still refuses to dismiss the case. Who or what is causing this? I think there's a girl trying to work on me, but I had a reading with Deacon Millet who doesn't think she's very good at it. I'm so lost and would appreciate any advice. Turning it over to you, Ms. Cat. All right. Um, I, I've got a few questions here, Aurora. Yeah. Um, you were framed for this crime in another country, and but you are now in Texas. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, it, it actually, I had a couple types. It's another county in Texas. Oh, it's not another country. I'm sorry. Another county. county. I'm sorry. Okay, that's yeah. sorry my mistake. That. I got bad eyesight. Now it makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, whoa, another country. Okay. <laughs> So you're, but in Texas has a whole lot of counties. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so um, this is you have this problem. You say there's a girl trying to work on you. Is this girl connected with the case? In other words, claiming to be, have been a victim or a relative of the victim, or is this a paid root worker? Oh well, it's. There's an Asian girl, and she's been obsessed with this abusive guy who I dumped um, I after dating briefly. And then all of them, since they don't like me, they all kind of, you know, I guess they have a common one common interest. <laughs> okay, I understand. All right. And what sign of the zodiac are you? I am a Cancer. Oh, Cancer. You know, Cancers take um, attack very seriously and are hurt very easily and it's mm -hmm. hard for them to you know harden up cancers are vulnerable to attack and that uh, they are mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. the most vulnerable sign and uh it's it's really sad when i hear of someone who is a cancerian who has been attacked because they just don't have the natural toughness and defenses that like a scorpio would have right or a Taurus, mm -hmm. you know, Taurus is like, you know, you can't, you know, you can't move me, you know, and Leos, you know, you can't, you know, but Cancers are tender-hearted, very tender-hearted. Well, I'm going to do your I'm first. Very, I was going to say, I'm just really upset because I had a 20-year-old cat who was a Libra with, a, and she just mm -hmm. like had passed a few months ago, so I'm extra vulnerable and I haven't been able to explore. 
Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt this. Right. And um, Mars is in Cancer right now, says Evan Lionheart. Mm -hmm. Good call, Evan. So there's a lot of um, action that can be hostile action happening right now around where you are. Doc Murphy says, sniff, we get smushed easy. That is so true. Mm -hmm. And, And that your cat is is lost also and is um is just a seriously you know it's it it just adds to the burden and so that i mean is so mm-hmm. sad that your that your cat has passed so we have a i'm going to do a a reading and then Ramona will do a reading all right so the question is what can be done and and i guess also what is up with this um this person and um this this woman Okay, number one, number two, and number three. Well, uh, the first card I have here says that indeed somebody is trying to do something to you. And the card is called the Hanged Man. Now, that is a man who is falsely accused of a crime. So some people call the card the traitor, and some people call it the martyred saint. Because this person has been uh, caught up, hung up by the feet. It's not a lynching. They're not being killed, but they are being captured. They're tied. Their arms are tied behind their back, and they have a halo saying, not guilty, not guilty. So the hanged man tells me, you have been uh, done dirty. You are not guilty of what you've been said to be guilty of. The restraints against you are unjust. But this hanged man cannot get out of the problem by himself because his hands are tied behind his back. So you will need a helper. And it's a it's a card that says this is not natural. This was done to you. A man cannot hang himself like that. In other words, it's not just that it's in your mind or something has happened, you know, that you've got depression. It is not that. You will need a helper. The next card is the Queen of Wands. So this is a magical queen. There are four queens in the deck. And this is the Queen of Magic. She is usually um, explained to be the woman who works by day and by night. She is a fire sign. She works with candle magic. She has optimism and hope. She sits on a throne of golden lions, and she wears a golden dress, and to one side of her are the golden sands of Egypt. And so she works with older North African ways of magic, perhaps. She also has in front of her a black cat, night. She has a silver cloak of moonlight, and to the right we see the silver sands of the Sahara, or the mysteriousness of the inner part of Africa. So by day she is expansive like the lion, by night she is protective like the black cat. This is a woman who works with both hands, the hand of optimism, the flower of the sun, and the wand, which is the candle of night. So you need a woman root worker or counselor or guide and that woman is a fire sign so check that out because Mm -hmm. that is who will help you and the Mm -hmm. third card tells me that you will be able to be guided away from this it's the card called the sun so since the queen of uh, wands has the sunflower as her emblem the card of the sun has um, 
a bunch of sunflowers growing behind a wall, and the sun is shining, and there's a happy child riding on a gray horse and waving a banner. You will be led and guided. The old gray mare is the horse, and that always tells me that the woman who will guide you will be older than you and will Mm -hmm. be able to bring you to a place of safety because the child is in a courtyard, okay? And so that is how I read that. Yes, that person is working against you. Yes, you need a root worker, guide, or helper. Yes, it will solve your problem and you will be brought to a place of happiness. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Ramona and she's going to do your second reading. Okay. Um, First of all, um, tonight I would love for you to read Psalms 35 and actually pray that song. And that Mm -hmm. will enforce your protection against this person. Um, I'm going to be reading the Egyptian tarot cards for you. Mm-hmm. And the first card that I'm drawing is the Queen of Wands for here. This is, wow. the, mm-hmm. this is a strong, enterprising woman. She mm-hmm. is gentle but also persistent. Um, could be a female relative mother, grandmother, who possesses a kindness and an understanding of your situation. And you can safely seek proper advice and support from this person. Um, She is going to be your rock, this person. And you can trust in her counsel, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't, don't. in other words, don't sit by yourself and feel alone because you're not alone at all, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the second card is a king of, of cups from your past. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a person... In fact, you have a lot of people around you that are supportive. Um, You can learn from this person. Is it someone he's not hearing anymore? Pardon? Someone he's not here anymore? I guess I'm just kind of desperately wanting to feel my kitty cat or my mom, I guess. The person, is it someone who's passed on? Uh Are you there, Ramona? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. um, I believe that this person is someone that helped you with the case or and that... He is still on your side, and you can talk to him because it's not over, I don't feel. I feel that there is some other evidence that will come 
to help you gain back the reputation and the honor that you're seeking because you were done wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm seeing is that the, the detective that you spoke of um, has some kind of relationship with the guilty party. And I do believe that some mm-hmm. evidence was taken away or hidden or misplaced. Yep. Yep, and absolutely. Yeah, the guy that was stalking me, he hid the report. Yeah. Okay. And I'm seeing that all of this, you just have to be patient. And like I said, recite that Psalm 35 because you're, you're – reputation is going to be exonerated. Um, This is so wrong what has been done. And you're also going to find out that this particular detective is going to be involved in some kind of scandal that will show his corruptness. And all (laughs) you have to do is just have faith and watch. And when that moment comes, you're going to need to step up and bring and bring your case back in front. Oh yes, I love it. And when he framed me, Mercury was in retrograde, so I've always known that it's going to go away because what he did making that up, Mercury was in retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, All right. Uh, so so we have to go to our. Um, Root work. Now, do you have another card, Ramona? Um, I just wanted to let her know that I see the outcome of this all. Is she will be vindicated. This uh-huh. this person this person is getting ready to be involved. This detective is going to be involved in a big scandal that shows his corruptness, and that's going to open mm-hmm. the doorway for her to get justice. Good. Wonderful. All right, we're going to we're going to go now to Conjurman and he's going to give you mm-hmm. some root work advice, something you can do materially and concretely now. Mm-hmm. I think you received some fantastic readings here from Miss Cat and Ramona, mm-hmm. um, and you should hear what, heed what they have to say. Um, I, I do think you should have a root worker that you'll work with. I think a woman, as Miss Cat pointed out, is going to be very powerful here. You should also know that there are ancestors present or there are spirits present that are willing to help you here. There is a female spirit that's present, but there's also a male spirit. These might be uh, ancestors that are, that, that are particularly willing to step forward and help you. So you have one of each, and it could be from your mother's or father's line. You're going to have to do a little bit of detective work and spirit work to figure out who it is, but there are two that are present and ready to work with you, and I would recommend that you start by working with them. Reach out to these spirits. If you can get to their graveyard, get to their graveyard and gather some dirt. You leave three coins as an offering and gather just a little bit of handful of dirt from the ancestor who is willing to step forward and help you here. Bring this back and sprinkle it around your house at the four corners, not on the inside but on the outside, and this will act as a sentry, a spiritual guardian and protector of your home that will keep you safe from your enemy, particularly if there's a stalking component here. You want that protection. You want to make sure that you are kept safe. This guardian is is crucial for, for making sure that you don't constantly have to face 
ongoing spiritual attack, whether this uh, this other woman is, is good or not or bad or not. You want to keep yourself safe. So I do highly recommend that you do this. Place these guardians at your, at your house uh, or your property. Your enemy uh, away and at bay. Act them, uh, yeah, they can act as a sentry here. Then what I want you to do is to take the name of each of the people who are working against you and write them out separately. You can write them out on a piece of paper. You can just rip out a couple pieces of paper. Write their full names if you have it. If you have their date of birth, add it on there as well. Separate pieces of paper for each one of these people. The detective, the woman, this person you dumped, all everybody. Write them out. You're going to fold them just once, small slips of paper. You are then going to place this into a pot. Take some salt and sprinkle the salt over them. Not enough that you've created a whole sand dune, but just a little bit so that it's all, they've covered each of the pieces of paper. And then you're going to pray over this salt. You're going to pray Psalm 35, as Ramona told you to do so, and you're going to pray from your own heart. You're going to ask the Lord and you're going to ask the spirit of the salt to expose those of who are your enemies, to reveal their lies to uncover their conspiracies, to expose them to all the world and bring the truth to light. Salt has a very powerful way of revealing the truth. You're going to pour water over this salt and then you're going to put the pot to boil. As it boils, you are going to keep praying. Just keep reciting Psalm 35. Do this. Let it boil for a little while. Turn it off. Then repeat the process again, adding salt praying over the salt, adding a little bit of water, and putting it on to, bo- uh, to boil. You're going to keep putting heat on them until these people are exposed. They will be undone by their own actions. This is a simple working, but what it does is it brings heat and pressure onto them. They'll start to slip up. They'll make mistakes. They'll expose themselves. They'll be revealed to those around them for their wrong doing. It's a particularly great way of getting people who wronged you to be seen for the wrong that they have actually done. And it brings heat on those people. The paper will turn into mush, and that's okay. You just add that salt, add your water, keep praying, keep adding that heat until these people are all exposed for what they've done. Very simple working, one to protect you and one to expose these people. We have about a minute left, so let's see if Ms. Kat and Ramona have anything further they'd like to add here. I have something to add real quick. Doc Murphy said the Queen of Wands has a cat at her feet. That mm. You just mentioned how you had lost your beloved cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if, yeah. And this reminds me of something that I was taught when I was very young. A man told me, I was being bullied in school, and the man told me, this was in a hoodoo shop in Oakland, and he said, get the graveyard dirt of one of your relatives who've passed. And I said, but my relatives all died overseas in concentration camps. I can't, you know, I mean, I don't have any relatives here who are dead. And he said, well, didn't you ever have a a little dog or a little cat that died? And I said, yeah, my cat died. And he goes, even a little cat will fight tooth and claw for you. And so there you go. Get the graveyard dirt of your cat. All right. I hope that helps you. That was uh, amazing uh, coincidence how many of us, by the way, in the chat uh, mentioned we had all got the Queen of Wands. It was like it was like, whoa, Queen of Wands is everywhere. 
All right, we're going to um, turn this over to our fantastic network schedule announcement from the world of electronic dance frames and scheduling. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to dance on over to our free spell segment with Ramona Scott. Taking it away, Ramona. Okay. I have an affirmation that I'd like. Um, you to use and I'm going to recite it for you and I want you to know that saying this each day will probably bring everything into your life that you actually need because with it will come a strong faith in your connection with the higher power. I light my frankincense, rose of Sharon oil, Egyptian musk oil, and any other perfumes to my liking. (coughs) Excuse me. And I pray this affirmation. Lord God, my King, my Creator, the Creator of all the heavens and earth, please open my eyes so I may know the truth that sets me free. The Holy Spirit fills me with her breath for life, and the Son allows me to connect to all three through him until such time as I am allowed to join body and spirit to reside in my heavenly home. I am loved by you. I am accepted by you. I am a new creation. I am a child of God and an heir of your kingdom. I am your masterpiece. I am a citizen of heaven. I am chosen of God, holy and dearly loved. I am a child of light and not darkness. I am part of a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special family that belongs to God. I share the divine nature. I have the mind of Christ. I am complete in Christ. I am called to be free. I possess the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I am yours, and you are mine. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 That's beautiful. Wow. That's beautiful. 
there's so much in that that is so deep. Yeah. Um, I particularly know, love that line about the citizen of heaven. That is, is wonderful. I was, me too. I'm a citizen yeah. of heaven. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And um, uh, there's the scriptural references here, which mm-hmm. um, were added as footnotes. I'm going to quickly read them out. John 8.32 John 3.16, Romans 15.7, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Romans 8.14-17, through 17, Ephesians 2.10, Philippians 3.20, 1 Thessalonians 1.4, I feel like I'm in church, 1 Thessalonians 5.5, 5, 1 Peter 2.9-10, 2 Peter 1.4, and 1 Corinthians 2.16, Colossians 2.10, Okay, I give up. Oh, I'll go on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> but this is really that you can see them in the chat. There'll be all of those links, and that is fantastic. that is so amazing, Ramona. I can tell you're a preacher's daughter. You brought the proof text with you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do my best. <laughs> well, you did. That's beautiful. Um, that is that is an amazing. Uh, piece of work because all of those ideas are in the Bible and all of those ideas are there for people. A lot of people say, well, the Bible's just a story of some old folks I don't even know about. But these are all affirmations from the Bible. Beautiful, beautiful. Love you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Um, you. You have um, uh, please a welcome to come back and um, do another show on any topic you want to here. You have so much knowledge. Um, I really uh, am so impressed with your uh, knowledge, your wisdom, your character, your generosity as a teacher. Folks, I want you all to look up Ramona Scott, and I want you to look up her show too, right? We're we're kind of sharing the, the gifts here, I guess. Uh, yeah. Ramona, Ramona speaks the other truth, and um, mm-hmm. and it is it is um, on the uh, Global en- Enlightenment Radio Network. Okay. Yeah, and I've started my Love. own YouTube thing too, so I'm trying to get that up and running. But um, you can you can find me on Facebook for sure or email me. Um, I am working on a universal prayer mantra chant that I'm trying to organize at a specific time of day that lasts mm. for three minutes, the magical number, so that we can put love in place of the hate that resides in the hearts of people. And um, Amen. And I'm. That's a big goal of mine. So that at the same time, twelve noon all around the world, whatever time zone they in, we chant the mantra that I'm working on. Um, that's beautiful. That's that's beautiful. That is very similar to the origin of the Crystal Silence League from 1919, mm-hmm. in which um, uh, Claude Alexander. Conlon said, at sunrise, wherever you are, 
face the east and say your affirmations. At noon, wherever you are, face the south and say your affirmations. And at sunset, face the west. And just visualize the entire globe going through this cycle over and over. And um, and he would also send people personal affirmations. In other words, if they had an issue that they had a, a present need, he would say, well, here's your affirmation for you. And... Um, we put out a book on that. Um, I'll make sure that you get a copy of that book, Secrets of the Crystal Silence League. Uh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Thank I, you and for I having look... me. Oh, yes. So glad to Love have you. Love to have you back. Yeah, we'll have you back as soon as we can. All right. Um, I just got to put in a little plug for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. We're going to be having um, uh, more updates as time goes on, but tickets are on sale now. Go to HoodooHeritageFestival.com or you can find Hoodoo Heritage Festival presenters at the Readers and Root Workers page or you can just follow us all on Facebook, AIR, uh, Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. There's links every time we update the page. Get your tickets now so that you can get your goodie boxes because we will run out of goodie boxes. And the price will go up. Uh, later on too so be be be, be alert <laughs> okay all right i'm going to turn this over to evan lionheart he's going to make our little announcements and we'll come back and say goodbye of course thank you miss cat and thank you conjurman and thank you ramona scott of ramona speaks with other truth in houston texas for being our fantastic guest this week Join us next week for our special guest, Miranda of Miranda Tarot on Instagram from Minneapolis. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show .html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Evan. Thank you so much, Ramona. And thank yeah. you, Contraman Ali. I guess my last little words are is buy those tickets. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. Bye. <laughs>